0: The Guaranteed Irish Business Podcast with Breed O'Connell.
1: Hello and welcome to our series of the Guaranteed Irish Business Podcast. Guaranteed Irish is one of Ireland's most enduring, recognizable and authentic symbols. It helps Irish consumers identify products and services that are altogether a better choice for their life and for the communities around Ireland. Hi, I'm Brie O'Connell and every fortnight a Guaranteed Irish business member will join me to tell us more about their business, its objectives and their contribution to local communities and its support for Irish jobs. The podcast is aimed to shine a light on all Guaranteed Irish businesses across Ireland from pharmaceutical to food, science to telecom services and how these businesses benefit their local communities, drive innovation and stay competitive in a global marketplace. Joining me this week is Ger Brennan, Managing Director of MSD, Sure, you're very welcome.
0: Thank you, B. Delighted to be here this morning. Uh,
1: Now, tell me a little bit about MSD and to the listeners and what what type of business it is and how many
0: you've employed. Okay, so uh, MSD is a leading healthcare company in Ireland. Um, We have over 2,000 employees now. Um, We operate in five sites and I suppose what's unique in relation to our footprint, we're regionally spread. So many big... I suppose, farm or big industry tend to go to the larger cities. MSC's philosophy is to ensure we're regionally spread. We're here over 50 years, um, we've invested about to date about two point five billion dollars uh, in our footprint, and I think if I look back even over the last what is it the last uh, eighteen months we 've announced over fifteen hundred jobs that 's amazing and so yes we 're going through a significant um, investment in Ireland and it 's a great testament to the staff and to the talent that we have working in Ireland um, because I suppose the question often gets asked why is MSD continuing to invest in Ireland and To me, there's a couple of reasons, right? And I suppose the number one reason that always jumps out is access to key talent. That is critical because when when you're actually looking to, whether it's a startup or even to uh, extend a current side, you need to ensure you have a talent pool coming through. And I suppose... One of my roles as Managing Director, I also lead the country uh, leadership team for MSD Ireland, and that's where all the site leads come together as a forum. And one of our main focuses is how we represent ourselves as one MSD. And that allows us then to ensure that we're getting a widespread across the country, particularly when we're looking to attract talent into our organisation. And we have other philosophies where we we instil our own employees to become ambassadors so they can go out and actually speak as to why people should come and work in MSD and what the culture is about.
1: A Really strong value within the company. Your five sites, chair. where are they based?
0: So, our five sites, so we have, uh, as I said, we're recently spread, so we've uh, we've just initiated a new site, uh, MSD Biotech, which is out in source. I passed it recently and it's so impressive. It's a, it's it
1: took me a while to work out <laughs> it with <was> MSD, and <laughs> it's when I realized I thought, it's
0: huge. It's huge, and you know what? We've gotten a very ambitious build time on this, um, and people in in I uh, members, particularly in the, in the uh, building sector would understand we've set ourselves a goal to have this ready by 2021 so we're building it within an existing structure and then we'll remove that structure and voila you'll see this new state of the art facility
1: and how many new employees will we're be there we'll have
0: 350 employed there um, we, our other site we have a site down in Ballydine in Tipperary uh, that our, was our very first site back in 1976 uh, we have a site down in Brinney down in Skibbereen, nearly in Brinney. Um, We employ about 600 people down there. We have a state-of-the-art biotech facility in Carlow. uh, Sorry, I forgot the Dublin office. HQ is where I'm based. So we have our animal health business, we have our human health business, and also we have uh, global, global functions. And that's the beauty about working for MSD. If you're in a global role, you don't need to be in the U.S., are all the time. They allow us to do remote working for certain roles, which really expands the opportunity for people from a career perspective.
1: Well, you're clear, clearly energized in the role. I can see it and hear <laughs> it in you. And I assume the staff get that from you then going down through the chain. Um, in terms of your typical day-to-day role, what is it? Yeah,
0: it, it's, um, what is my typical day-to-day? I get asked that question? Do you a do lot. anything, thing so, You Come know clean. what? <laughs> um, I don't know really, Breed, but what I, do, what I do know is I've got an amazing team under me. You know, and it does, I mean, I suppose from my perspective, my role is not to get in the way, is what yes. I say to my leaders. Um, we've built a very strong team within MSD, and my leadership team is a very strong team supporting them. So when, it, when I look at the day-to-day operations of the business, my job is there to, you know, to take a step back, to give advice as needed, but not to get in the way of people, actually, that we brought in to do the job because they're so capable of doing it. Um, I do interact a lot with Global. I do interact a lot with our regional operations. And another key part of my role is, is leading the country leadership team. And that's where I do a lot of external phasing, like ourselves today, Brie, having the conversation. Um, so it's a, it's a very dynamic. I'm very fortunate. And very
1: diverse, yeah. yeah. So in terms of the brand MSG, synonymous with quality and um, not just quality in the space of the drugs and your core piece of uh, work, but in actual fact as an employer. So you mentioned talent um, okay. there earlier on. A lot of businesses are complaining about trying to attract talent and hold them. Is that a problem for MSG as well?
0: Well, you know what? I won't say it's a problem, but I, also, I will say it's a challenge. It's not something that we take lightly. For example, we hired just shy of 600 people last year. And we have an ambitious target to hire a significant number again next year. I mentioned over 18 months we've announced 1,500 jobs. So we need to ensure we can get those, line, those people hired within a specific time period. We're doing things differently, Breed. I'll Mm. be honest. The traditional way that we would recruit has changed because the people we're looking for, we're looking for people maybe two, three years out of college, maybe two, three years experience, young graduates. Um, We have a great graduate program uh, for chemical engineers down on our site in Carlow, where we bring in 26 graduates on a three-year rotation. We're looking to expand that across our other sites, looking at different ways we can bring in graduates. When we're looking at the way we recruit, we're doing different things because the people we are attracted, they don't want the traditional type city across the desk and three people interview them. They want to know what it's like to work for a company like MSD. They want to know what's the kind of the culture, the, the the DNA of that company. Mm. These people are very qualified. They know what their roles are about. But they want to know what more can MSC give to me. What are what is our values? What is our culture? Um, a lot of the time, people think, oh, it's down to you know my comp event. That's one component, but it's only a small component now. How do we ensure we keep the pipeline of the talent? Mm. So we work very closely with our uh, um, like our IT colleagues, our universities. Uh, uh, it's ensu- we need to ensure that we're there working with them. For example. For our facility in Carlow, we're working with one of the universities, uh, the tech colleges, actually to design a curriculum to meet the needs of what's required within the biofarm technology perspective. It's just different things. We're Mm -hmm. doing them differently. Um, But uh, we're under no illusion. It's a tough area. But you know what? We're meeting our goals. Um, We know what the challenges are. And and we've put very strong plans and we have an amazing uh, team behind us that actually go out there and, and, and attract those people that we need to bring into the company. And finally, our own people, as I said, are ambassadors. Mm. So we're doing a lot on social media to our own colleagues who work for the company. Um, I mean, we've done recruitment blitz where we would have employees meeting potential candidates and they can tell their story why they work for MSD and what it's like to work for yes, MSD. Yes, because
1: it is a big decision when you're deciding to change jobs or go for your first job um, to make sure that you feel you fit in exactly. and that th- and that you're going to have a life there. I know. And uh, I suppose the interviewee is nearly in interviewing the interviewer now. And there's a lot it? of that
0: happening. Yeah. And, and you know, when you mentioned about life, I suppose we're very unique with MSD in Ireland. When I look at the manufacturing footprint we have, we've end-to-end mm. opportunities throughout your career to hit all aspects of our manufacturing processes. And also, if you wanted to step out of the manufacturing, you have an opportunity to work in our commercial operations like our human health or our animal health business. So people get a, They can really expand their career without having to leave, but they can go and then MSD will bring them back and give them you know, the, the roles as they, as they move on in their career back in Ireland again, which is Okay, fantastic. so
1: a terrific variety and I suppose animal health is as important as human health in your business so it's very interesting for the client to Absolutely. see that. What I really want to get on to, Ger, with you is your business is all about the health of the nation and keeping people healthy. What's your current assessment of the Irish economy and where we are on that, on the health
0: sector piece? You know, that's a, that's a very interesting question I just spoke to some, um, we did a review with our global colleagues yesterday the Irish economy is booming, right um, and we're in a very fortunate place that, that uh, you know, we're, we're not seeing what we have in the Celtic Tiger where it was kind of on a bubble. We're now seeing that we, we, we're we able to sustain the boom we have. But there is some challenges, right? Um, if I look at the pharmaceutical sector, the top 10 pharmaceutical companies are based here. Uh, 75 companies are based here. Um, you know, we export about 50 billion uh, a year. But Unfortunately, it's a big hub for pharmaceuticals. But when I look at access to medicines in Ireland, that is a significant challenge.
1: Talk to me about that, because this has come up quite a bit. So talk to us about the access and the problems that um, um, uh, pharmaceutical companies are facing in that space.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you look back, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, Ireland was an early launch market. Uh, we were able to get access to innovative medicines. We were in the top quartile. Unfortunately, now we're on the bottom league. What happened? We have, what happened? I mean, you know... A lot of people would argue that companies are bringing too expensive drugs into the marketplace and the government is not able to fund those drugs. I would argue back to the fact, I mean, EFED is a company, the federation I'm part of. We've we've had a current agreement with the government at the moment where we're giving back over 750 million euros in savings. The idea and the plan of those savings was that a significant amount of those savings were to be ring fenced to allow for innovative medicines to be brought into the okay, market. Okay, so in theory that sounds good. It does, but unfortunately that's not what happened. That's not So where is the seven
1: hundred and fifty million Well gold? that's
0: a great question, Breit. Right. <laughs> and if I look at uh, if you look at the budget this year, ten million was aligned for new medicines in Ireland in twenty nineteen. That is just not sustainable. Now MSD, like all pharma companies are part of want to work with government to address this challenge. And one of the fundamentals that I believe in there's not enough funding being allocated for medicines. We need to allow for Innovation here, these drugs are very, very complex, but they 're life changing um, mm. but unfortunately, for example, we have a drug here that we 're manufacturing in Ireland we 're putting it on a truck onto a boat, and our colleagues in the u k are able to get access to it, whereas in Ireland patients are not able to get access Isn't that to crazy? It. it. it is breed, but you know what I, I sit here today, I work very closely with EFA uh, but also with government on this, and we 're looking and you know we 're starting to have good conversations as how we can address this. The fund, fundamental issue I see is the current reimbursement model needs to change. It's not fit for purpose. It doesn't allow for that early access for innovative medicines.
1: So innovation is happening in Ireland and it's getting exported overseas and the patients in other countries are benefiting from the innovation happening here in Ireland that's coming from our Irish companies.
0: Unfortunately that's the case today Breed, yeah.
1: So that's disappointing in the first place. So a solution to that Gerberan?
0: The solution to that is that we need to get around the table all the key parties and a you know, address the challenges we see, as I said, I believe the fundamental issues the current model for reimbursement is not fit for purpose today. It might have been maybe five or ten years ago, but because of the innovation we 're bringing into the marketplace we're bringing in multiples of combinations of therapy, particularly in the area of cancer, but we need to ensure that the People and the government see the value in those medicines and that's the affordability is the challenge. But we need to address this differently. And my members as part of IFA are very open to sit with government to address these challenges.
1: I must uh, stress to the listener that IFA is IPHA, Irish Pharmaceutical Pharmaceutical Healthcare Association. And in terms of the other members around that and the other big players in Ireland, and we have the biggest uh, global players based the here top in 10 Ireland, farmer
0: based here, and
1: yeah. they're creating nearly thirty thousand jobs.
0: Well, you know what? There's thirty thousand jobs directly, and there's about twenty eight thousand jobs indirectly. Fifty um, percent of all our exports are pharmaceuticals. And uh, as I said, 10 of the top 10 are here, but there are 75 companies based here. So Ireland is a huge hub globally for pharmaceuticals and recognised globally for that.
1: And as a a success story, isn't it great to see that so many pharmaceuticals are based here?
0: I must say the idea is a wonderful body to work with. Um, You know, Martin and the team, we work very closely with them because it's from an MSD perspective, we compete with other markets to bring these uh, significant investments. So you need to look at it from a 360 perspective so we work very closely with our government agencies to ensure that we can continue to invest in Ireland from an MSD perspective and everyone is looking to solve this problem Um,
1: Is there an appetite uh, for change at government level do you believe Gerard?
0: I do believe there's an appetite for change but I just think at, at the moment that it's slow to mobilise and they're really trying to understand how they can address those challenges but you know what, they're willing to bring us all into the table and that's the important thing.
1: In terms of membership to Guaranteed Irish, you say you're 50 years in the country, Guaranteed Irish is 40 years um, celebration this year in 2019. How has MSD benefited from membership of Guaranteed Irish?
0: So when I think back as a kid in school, Breed, I think we all remember the G logo on, on our copybooks in relation to Guaranteed Irish. But Guaranteed Irish for me really is about the, the value that it comes with the brand. And as I said, we've over 2,000 people in Ireland. But MSD, what MSD really wants to do is we really want to give back so much to the communities we operate in. right? And really, I talk about bringing talent and you know, the the challenge we have of hiring people, when people see that we're committed to the communities we operate in, we want to give back into those communities, and I believe Guaranteed Irish, that's the full, the value message that I got with Guaranteed Irish. So internally, it's a huge brand that we can you know, promote within within our organisation, as I said, two, over 2,000 people. Um, and then for me to be part of Guaranteed Irish, I really wanted them to understand that, you know, we really want to drive the value that Guaranteed Irish believe in, you know, giving back to the community communities you oper- operate in and not just that, but also while we're a big player to ensure that while we're investing here, that the, the resources and the money is staying in Ireland. And that's something that I'm really, really proud of, to be part of Guaranteed Irish.
1: Well, thank you very much, Ger Brennan, uh, Managing Director of MSG Ireland. Um, you've a lot of work done. You clearly have a lot to achieve and you've huge energy to keep keep it going. Many
0: thanks. Bree, thank you very much.
1: That's it for now. I'm Reid O'Connell from Guaranteed Irish. See you next time.
0: If you feel your business can benefit from networking with like-minded businesses here in Ireland, contact guaranteedirish.ie for more information.